0: Top of the morning to you, ladies and gentlemen, happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Hump day. Wednesday definitely has the best nickname of all the days. And I don't even know what second place would be. Do any other days even have nicknames? I don't think so. Hump day, what a time to be alive. Welcome back to beer and orange juice, the perfect way. To start your day. It's a beautiful day in March, March the 8th today, March 8, 2023. The coffee is hot. The sun's out. The sun's coming out. The cakes are on the griddle and we got a good show today. I'm going to be talking about ways to earn money, extra money, extra income, passive income, side hustle. It's a pretty important topic right now because our political leaders have inflated the shit out of our monetary system and made it very difficult for people to get by. So we have people working several jobs, we got people doing side hustles, and we also have people sitting at home doing nothing and getting money from the gov. Speaking of the gov, I, know, I my number one rule on the show is to avoid talking about politics. But I want to sit, I want to talk about something quick before we start the show, and that's that. It seems like the people on Twitter right now, and I've I've really re- removed myself from Twitter for the last couple of weeks, except our golf account, our King Golf account, because the majority of the feed on there is just all golf stuff. But my my other account, I've just completely stayed off Twitter, and it's made a world of difference for me. A lot more time on Noster, but my my blood pressure is way down for sure. Every time I log into Twitter, it's like Trudeau saying some bullshit, Freeland saying some bullshit, Jughead saying some bullshit. And it's just like, I don't care. I don't, I do not care what these people have to say. They're talking to themselves, it seems like at this point. And if you look at the ratios on Twitter right now, I saw a tweet from CTV News yesterday. I'm going to try to find it here real quick. So the tweet was, and I'm just looking through CTV News here. I have the tweet, but I'm going to try to find the actual tweet on their feed so I can see how bad the ratio was. And uh, I'm not sure how, I'm not sure if you can hear me scrolling this loud. <laughs> but I'm humming through here. Come on. Oh, what's this? A big picture of Bitcoin. What does CTV News have to say about Bitcoin today? Cryptoverse. Hooked on growth, Bitcoin investors turn to smart tokens. Oh, this should be good. I'm going to check this article out. I'm gonna check this article out real quick on the way to the the other one. Okay, CTV News. Who wrote this? Hannah Lang. Let's see what Hannah and Lisa Pauline have to say about uh, Bitcoin today. For investors living on the digital edge, Bitcoin is starting to look a little old-fashioned. <laughs> oh my God! These people, man. These people are nuts. Hooked on, hooked on high growth, some are turning away from the original cryptocurrency designed as an alternative to regular cash in favor of its descendants created as native tokens of blockchain platforms that host smart contracts and apps. Two people writing from CTV News, Hannah and Lisa, who have probably never spent more than 10 minutes actually looking up into Bitcoin. But here's what they say. Market Vector's smart contract leaders index, which tracks major tokens of this kind, including Ether, DOT, and Solana is up 36% in 2023, outpacing even Bitcoin's 33% rise. And Solana's token is up 76% this year. Bundeep Ranger, the CEO of crypto focused investor Finiqua, said he expected the biggest crypto returns to come from smart contract tokens on platforms that support decentralized finance apps. I'd like to see Bundeep's background. I'm sure if we pulled up the World Economic Forum website we'd see Bundeep maybe as one of their young promising leaders. Anyways, that's that's some bullshit from CTV, your bullshit of the day. This is not financial advice. And I'm sure most people listening to this, maybe not, but if you own anything other than Bitcoin right now, you should be trading that in for Bitcoin. Ethereum especially. Oh my god. Ethereum, Solana, all those ones. Dot dot maybe, I don't know. I've heard I've heard some promising things about dot from people that I trust. But for the most part, start with Bitcoin. Here's your free advice for the day, but it's also not financial advice but start with Bitcoin. Once you have a decent amount of Bitcoin, say even a million sats, start there. And then you can start gambling with these other tokens. And don't get me wrong, I still have a few of the other cryptocurrencies, a few projects that I strongly believe in because of their fixed supply, their patents, and their use case. I I think that there will be a place for certain cryptos outside of Bitcoin but 99.98% of them are straight up Ponzi schemes. So get out while you can. If you would have held Bitcoin for this entire thing, last couple of years, the different cycles we've gone through, if you just held on to Bitcoin and didn't mess with anything else, you'd be way ahead of the game. And I think that's gonna be even more relevant going into the future. As the SEC starts to crack down on these Ponzi's, on these tokens, They're all going to be securities and there's going to be a bunch of shit that goes down, either wipes them out or makes them completely irrelevant. So while you can use an exchange, you can use BISC, you can use Exodus within the wallet, just find a way to swap out your tokens for Bitcoin and just stick to the rule of doing exactly the opposite of what CTV News tells you to do. That's pretty much the main guideline that i've lived by in the last couple years is whatever ctv news says whatever justin trudeau says i do the exact opposite of that and so far it's worked out pretty good i don't have many regrets i'll i'll say that (laughs) anyways back to this other tweet i'm not going to spend any more time looking for it but this is what the tweet says from ctv news which is a state-funded media company here in Canada the way that we eat could add nearly one degree of warming by the year 2100 and it has a picture of a bunch of cows so we're worried about cow farts here that's the main focus for CTV news and if you try to scroll through the CTV news feed it's just never ending it, they just never stop pumping out bullshit but the good news is, and the reason that I want to talk about this, is that I feel like the tide is turning. The pendulum is shifting. The, the ratio that I saw on this tweet yesterday was about 1,200 replies to 40 retweets, which is nuts. And if you look at CTV News, if you look at CBC News, if you look at our Prime Minister's tweets, Freeland's tweets, every one of them are getting ratioed into oblivion right now. And it would not surprise me one bit if our prime minister started turning off his comments, or whoever's running the account. I don't know, I honestly don't know how those people get out of bed in the morning, like Justin Trudeau's social media team. <laughs> that would be that would be a tough job. That should be on the world's toughest or the world's toughest jobs reality show. Justin Trudeau's social media manager. But it would not surprise me one bit if he turns off his comments, and we already saw the Governor General of Canada, the Twitter account, they turned off their comments because they were getting so much backlash from the public. They were taking so much shit from people that they had to turn off their comments. So it's great to see. It's really exciting to me, the fact that there's so many people becoming more and more aware that basically the entire system, everything is to an extent a lie. And thankfully we have applications like Noster. And and quickly back to Bitcoin. The reason why I got into certain cryptocurrencies when I did before Bitcoin was that I thought Bitcoin was too slow. I thought that the transaction speed, the confirmation time, the blocks, they weren't big enough or they weren't quick enough to be able to scale for the entire world to use Bitcoin. But now that we have the lightning network, that changes everything on Nostra you can send less than a cent worth of value to somebody else for almost zero transaction fees. You can micropayments, speed of light, value for value, and Bitcoin can facilitate all that. We don't need these Ponzi tokens. So lots of hope today. I feel really good about where things are headed right now, the direction they're headed. And it's it's applications like Nostra who are helping facilitate this transition. But We still have the centralized apps like Twitter, where the CTV news is and Christina Freelands are getting absolutely shredded on the daily by people who are still using Twitter. So it's good to see it's happy, happy times. (laughs) So that that went on quite a bit longer than I had anticipated. So we're going to keep our warm up here pretty short today. So if you're listening to the beer and orange juice podcast on Spotify, Google, or Apple. First of all, welcome to the show. Not sure how you found it, but very glad to have you here. I would encourage you to check out an application called the Fountain app, and you can easily find this in the App Store. Just search Fountain app, download it, search Beer Orange. You can find all the podcasts on there. You can follow or subscribe, whatever it is on the Fountain. You don't have to do that. But just download the, <laughs> download the Fountain app and get started on there because the Fountain app is exactly like the other podcast applications, except for two things. The first one is that they actually, the Fountain app pays you in Bitcoin to stream podcasts on there. So for up to 60 minutes per day, the Fountain app pays you Bitcoin or SATs. Satoshis are a fraction of a Bitcoin. There's 100 million Satoshis in every one Bitcoin. So they send you SATs for listening. So that, that in itself is a no brainer. You should be, if you listen to podcasts anyway, just turn it on and listen on the Fountain app. Or if you don't, just get the app, turn on a show, turn your volume down and earn some free Bitcoin. It's, it's just insane to me that people don't do this. But that's one part of it. The second part is that if you wanna support the podcasters that you listen to, if you wanna give some value back to them, you can easily do that on fountain and you can take the sats that you've earned by listening and you can give a portion of that back to the podcaster or you can actually fund the fountain app your wallet within the fountain app if you want to go if you really want to pay back some value and the, the thing to keep in mind here is that this is all voluntary they don't force you to do anything you don't have to enter in your credit card information there's no recurring payments it's up to you if you like one certain show You can send a boostagram, which is a one-time payment, one-time lump sum Bitcoin payment to the podcaster. And you can send a thousand sats, you can send 10,000 sats, and you can actually attach a message to that, which is kind of cool. And so anybody who sends in a boostagram to this show, I'm going to start reading these messages on the shows as part of this warm-up segment. It's pretty interesting. A few other podcasts I listen to do this same thing. And I just feel like it's a way to get... The, the audience, the community, the listeners, a lot more involved in the show. And the boostograms that I've heard on other shows are actually really insightful because there's, there's so many people out there who listen to podcasts. They have so many great insights on things. They just don't have the time or the energy to have their own podcast. So I feel like this is a really good way to get their voice out there without going through the work of, you know, growing their audience, committing time to it every day. And so I would encourage people, if you're listening to this, to do the same. If you got something to say, we'll read it on here. And if it's uh, fuck Trudeau, (laughs) we'll read it five times. But the point is is that I'm going to read every message if there's no illegal content involved in it. And I think it'll be a really cool way to get people involved. So a few things to consider there. Get the Fountain app start there and just play around with it. We're gonna to get to the main event today, which is making money on the side. Passive income, side hustles, all the buzzwords. But we're gonna be taking a little bit different of approach here, and I'm gonna be doing these over the coming weeks and months probably. There's gonna be no set schedule, there's gonna be no agenda to them. I'm just gonna take all the ideas that I have and try to get them out there to people. Because it is important, these people who we were just talking about getting ratioed on Twitter, they're the reason for this inflation, they're the reason that we need to be working two or three jobs with a side hustle. It's not right, but it's the reality. So we're gonna deal with it as best we can. And I'm gonna share some strategies, techniques, and tips to help anybody out there who's interested in this, because there is a ton of opportunity out there if you're willing to to pursue it. And so today's topic is gonna be sports cards, and in particular, hockey cards. It's going to be applicable to all sports cards and other similar type of items, but I'm going to be talking about hockey cards because that's what I know. I've been collecting hockey cards since I was like four years old, and I still have a lot of them. I just love buying them, opening a pack, organizing them, flipping them, selling the cards I don't like. I just love hockey cards, and I think that that's probably the number one place to start is find something that interests you, because if it doesn't interest you, you're not going to put any energy towards it. And there's a ton of different strategies involved with the sports cards and I'll probably do a longer show. I, I wrote a bunch of stuff down for this one and there's I could go on for at least an hour talking about the different strat- <clears throat> strategies involved here. Sorry, I gotta calm down a bit. I get too excited <clears throat> talking about Bitcoin and Trudeau and hockey cards. Okay, <sighs> deep breath. So I've been collecting hockey cards since I was a wee lad. I've been buying them, I've been selling them for pretty much 30 years now. And there's a ton of different strategy involved. There's buying rookies, there's buying legends, there's buying inserts, serial numbered, tons of different things you can do. Tons of different areas to focus on. But we're gonna keep things very high level here because I want this to be as general as possible but also actionable so what you're going to be doing here and this is kind of like we're going to call it time manipulation in a sense or excitement manipulation so basically what we're going to be doing here it's it's a pretty simple concept and we're going to be buying inventory in the off season and selling inventory in the peak season in the exciting season and so, sticking to hockey here, this is what we're going to be doing. So the this, the NHL season starts in October and ends in June. So that's the regular season and playoffs. And the off season is July to September. So we're going to be buying in the summer and selling when everybody's excited about it. Very simple concept. Very easy to <laughs> navigate through. So that's the, that's the concept, is that we're going to be buying when nobody gives a shit about it and selling when everybody cares about it. If we apply simple economics here, in the summertime, demand is very low. There's not a whole lot of people who care about hockey. Everybody's outside. And so you're able to get prices that are very reasonable. And when everybody's excited, the demand is high, that's when you're selling it. And depending what player it is and what kind of season they had, the margin will vary. Some, you know, let's use an example of buying an Alexander Ovechkin rookie card in the the summer, in August, for $500. And the season goes along, Ovi's having a decent year, he's already Alexander Ovechkin, he's second in all-time goals in the NHL. So even if he broke his neck tomorrow and never played another game, he's still the second highest goal scorer in NHL history. But say that he does have a good year, or an average year, and the, the Capitals are getting ready for the playoffs, he's getting closer to setting the record, and everybody cares about hockey at this time. So you can sell this card, say, for $800. So over eight months, I mean, it's only going to be about an hour of your time, but you can turn $500 into $800 as an example. So the thing about this is, is a couple things. The first thing I'd say on this is make sure that you focus on players that you love or or teams that you love so let's let's talk about an example here so if you hate the Toronto Maple Leafs if you hate Austin Matthews and you buy his card in the summertime and Matthews ends up blowing out both knees he's told that he's never going to be able to play again and now you're stuck with this card and Matthews unlike Ovi hasn't got to the point in his career where that won't impact the price of his card so now you're stuck with a player that you hate with two broken blown out knees will never play hockey again and you yeah you lost i mean you have to expect some losses in this but for the most part if you stick to proven players well-known stars who have already obtained a level of success that won't have any sort of impact tiger woods would be another one lebron james patty mahomes No, not Patty Mahomes, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. But the point here is that you want to buy players that you like or love because then if something happens to it, then you still have, you know, you don't feel bad about getting stuck with a, that would be Tiger Woods for me. And I've done this before in the past with Tiger stuff. When Tiger got injured or we're in January, I'll buy some Tiger Woods stuff. And then when Tiger's playing the Masters or has a couple good weeks, then you sell it and in buying it it's never going to go down in value now assuming you know a major crash in the collectibles industry but when we're talking a six-month spread there's not too much that will affect that macro wise which is nice so if you stick to the structure if you stick to the timelines this is really a no-brainer so the first thing is that you buy a player you like can focus on that the second key here is that you have to have patience This isn't going to be something that you turn around, you buy today, turn around and sell it tomorrow or a month from now, and you have $10,000 worth of profit. But this is something that if you do properly, and if you have a significant amount of money to start with, and you can buy a few of these cards, that's how you can get your margin to increase. Is buy, Buy five Alexander Ovechkin rookie cards in August, turn around and flip them in March or April when there's a lot of hype in the sport. And, you know, then you got a couple thousand bucks for really not a lot of time. And this kind of goes along with something that I've learned in the Bitcoin world, the Bitcoin community, is talking about time preference. And time preference, if it's a new term to you, you can probably just kind of fast forward here. But essentially high time time preference people chase really quick profits and put a lot of time into things that they don't really care about, but they're just so worried about making their next dollar and eating their next meal instead of thinking about 10 years down the road or even six months down the road. Whereas low time preference people, usually Bitcoin holders, because you, you, you have to be in that sort of mentality to be in Bitcoin at this point. But it's the same kind of idea here is that, yeah, you're going to have to wait six or seven months, but you're still going to have a profit at the end of the day. And the more you can scale that, like I said, if you want to buy five of them, or 10 of them. That's how you increase the margin, but you're not rushing things. You're not panic selling. You you just know what's going to happen with this. So you just wait. You got to have the patience. And the third tip here on this is that focus on selling it in your continent. So here in Canada, I focus on Canada and the US for shipping purposes. But don't be don't be buying cards on eBay and trying to sell them in your local market. That just makes no sense. Do the opposite of that. If you want join some local Facebook groups, find some good deals in there locally, and then sell them to a much bigger market. That's market manipulation. That's all it is. You're buying where there's not a whole lot of demand for it and selling to a market with a lot more demand. And with the technology we have with eBay, this is very doable. But just make sure that you have that mentality in the sense that you're buying in a smaller community and selling it to a larger community. And that's where the spread comes. You could also just buy and sell specifically on eBay. But just make sure that you're not buying on eBay and hoping to sell that to your local market. Because there's a really good chance that your local market has a much smaller size of people who would be interested in buying this. So that's the three tips is that aside from like the timing aspect of the, and the overall concept of this strategy in terms of the, the timing of it, the first one is to pick players that you love and that you know, well, second one is to make sure you have patience and a low time preference and buying and knowing that for a while you're going to be out a little bit, but at the end of it, you're going to have more profit. And the third one is that manipulate the market in a sense that you want to buy in your your local area and sell to a much bigger market instead of the opposite which is what a lot of people do and it's really strange to me but it's these are all kind of simple basic concepts but a lot of people just don't know that so i'm hoping to shed some light on this going into the future i'm going to be talking about different items that you can do this for as well just using the same kind of logic i'm going to be talking about swing trading using bitcoin and another cryptocurrency and if you can same thing there you're gonna you're gonna have to have patience with all this but if you stick to a few if you get really good at it there's a huge opportunity here so i look forward to doing more of these and i'm I'm really curious to hear about your side hustles so on spotify i'm going to leave a question within this podcast and you can comment there but it's going to be what are you doing for side hustles what side hustles have worked for you some success stories And if there's some cool stories on there i would love to have somebody on the show just to talk about it for a half hour or an hour talk about their strategy their wins their losses their lessons that they've learned so let me know let me know what side hustle you're doing your successes i want to hear about the most but also if you want to talk about your failures as well helps other people learn that way so you can either do that like i said on spotify or you can go on the fountain app and send a boostagram with a comment and i'll read that on the show and possibly have you on the on the show in the future for uh, a future podcast and i think that's all i got for you today this is like the 11th episode already haven't missed any days i'm thinking as summer comes it might be a little bit harder to do this every morning but i'm really enjoying it and as long as i'm enjoying it i'm going to keep doing it this is an experiment which i love doing experiments and we're going to see how 2023 goes. If if this doesn't uh, turn into anything by then or at least get some sort of traction, then I'll just stop doing it or I'll just uh, stick to journaling. <laughs> but at least I'll know at the end of the day is that I, you know, I won't regret not doing it. And I've, I've always wanted to do this, something like this, just really to give to give value to people and to give the ideas and the creative thoughts that I have to the world because I can't do it all. We have very limited time and energy, and I want to focus on um, some of the most important parts of my life. So I hope this helps. I really hope this helps anybody out there. If you want to just send me an email to chat about it, I'm all ears as well. I love talking about um, this kind of stuff side hustles, flipping, and sports, hockey cards, and Tiger Woods, of course. Going to be tuning into the players tomorrow. And uh, we got a pool for our 88 sats. Speaking of experiments, our 88 sats experiment is filling up. We're looking for 88 people. We now have over 50. Everybody puts in a little bit of Bitcoin. We sit on it for 10 years, 5 to 10 years, speaking of low time preference. And we hope to use the price appreciation or the increase in purchasing power to buy our own golf course. Very cool stuff and we're looking for people across Canada and the US and maybe even other parts of the world as well. And this is basically, it's based on the fact that Bitcoin over the last 10 years has gone up 3000 times, I think it is, maybe 3200 times. And if that happens again, then our initial investment will be worth $64 million worth of purchasing power, who knows what the dollar will look like at that time. So that's what we're going off of, and um, we're gonna have a ton of fun along the way. We got some beef initiatives, some junior golf initiatives that we're gonna be setting up different funds to utilize when purchasing power is high as well. So if you have any questions about any of those, you can just send me an email to 88sats, 88sats, at proton.me. And just for simplicity, you can, if you have any information about side hustles that you'd like to share, send it there as well. So that's it, I hope you have the best hump day of your life, maybe you get to hump something, <laughs> something. Hopefully, somebody, not something. Great piece of advice. Speaking of that is, um, you fuck one goat and you're a goat fucker for the rest of your life. <laughs> okay. Have a great day. Have the best day of your life today. Remember that life is short. We're not here forever. We're not here very long. And so make sure that you do something that you love today. Make that a priority. And we'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.